All right, let's bring him in right now. Um, the host of many things, including the Baseball is Dead podcast, name redacted pod. Jared, Jared, now I'm feeling it's Carabas. It's Carabas. Yes, I love their chicken Marcella. (laughs) It's Carabas. Did I say Carabas earlier? I did, right? All right, well, now I got it. Carabas. Carabas? Carabas. Carabas. He's not happy about it right now. He's he's not no, so I when I, I worked at Barstool for like seven years and Dave Portnoy called me Carabas for like seven years. So oh, it kind of confused the entire country. And uh, so I, I've basically been spending like the last so and so years correcting people because of him. He's an idiot. That's his well, fault. Well, no, I wanted to know your thoughts on him because now I'm, I'm, I'm he intrigues me. He's I mean, idiot. obviously you're okay. <laughs> In a good way or bad way? I mean, is that a good thing or a bad thing? These are rich. No, nah, I love Dave. Dave's great. Dave's great, but he just he made my life miserable because now no one knows how to say my name. But he's uh he's a genius. It was uh it was interesting working for him. I, I would say that my work ethic was created because of him. Because if 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 your boss and the guy that's the owner of the company is working all these crazy hours and he's working during the week and he's working on weekends, then what's your excuse? So that kind of like created my work ethic. That's cool. I respect that. Dude, I, but by the yeah. way, first of all, I told Scott, he DM me on Instagram the other day and made my life. Why? He just did. Are you a big fan? I, I think he's funny as hell. And then second of all, the, what he did to that guy the other day, the pizza guy was freaking hilarious. I didn't see it. Oh, I'm not man. a super fan. Like I'm you. not either, but it was just everywhere. What on did he want from you by the way? Oh, we, we're both Tottenham fans. Oh, oh, so soccer he, talk. Yeah, nah, soccer not, talk. none of yeah. that. All right, let's no. get to the important. Right, now let's stuff get back. Now we can. Jared. Now I'm done. Okay, back. so Jared, we we've been and we've talked on other platforms back in my MLB days, but um, we were talking trying thing. to get Jared Carabas. Carabas. No, I'm good. One time fix, I'm good to go. So, Jared, the Boston Red Sox. Part of why you know this was the perfect time to bring you on was we like to do obits when the season's done. Are we sure. still cool doing an obit today? Yeah, yeah, I think we are. Uh, I think last night was kind of like a tipping point, maybe uh, losing in a walk off to Tampa. But I've kind of been saying that when they got swept in August by the Blue Jays, then that's when the ship hit the iceberg. And when they got swept by the Astros, that's when the ship actually sank. So, yeah, I'm comfortable saying that uh, that the season is officially over. But that doesn't mean that they're not a watchable baseball team. They can definitely play spoiler big time down the stretch. But yeah, no, it's 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 an RIP situation for sure right now. I want to make sure you're on one one side or the other of the fence here. We got to make sure, like, are we because we're not burying somebody that still has a pulse? Are we burying them? No, we're burying them. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's over and done with. the The whole thing about this Red Sox team is they were up and they were down the entire season. Like there were points where they lost a series to the Rockies or they lost a series to the Oakland A's. And you're sitting there thinking, well, you can't get too upset about it because they'll probably just win their next five. And then they would like they they never had a streak where you thought like this team is an abomination. And then they never really took off to the point where you thought, all right, now we go like this team got back Chris sale and story and all these guys. And like, now they're going to take off. They never really did. They've kind of just hovered around mediocrity. Uh, I think that baseball fans will often look at, you've got playoff teams and then you suck. 
and they don't give any credence to teams that are somewhere in the middle. The Red Sox are somewhere in the middle. They're not a playoff team, but they don't suck. They've just kind of hovered around like five, seven games over 500. They're a formidable opponent, opponent, but they're just not a playoff team. Is it going to make it uh, worse for you knowing that the Yankees are going to have a better record at the end of the year too? <laughs> you know what? I don't. I'll take you up on that. If you want to take some action on that, I'll, I'll take some action <laughs> oh, on that. Yeah, uh, I don't. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have to talk after the segment here. You and me. Yes. Yes. No. Big no. Fan, no. By let's the way. do this now. Let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. Let's do it later. We're doing. No, no, I mean, listen, listen. 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 They're, they're Three and what? And a half games. Three and a, I mean, you got to give me, you got to give me something. I mean, Jesus Christ, that's. I mean, a lot what do you want to do? do we, are we are we doing steak dinner? Are we talking like jersey let's, swap? Are we doing cash? Like, what do you you tell me what no, you want to do? We'll figure it out. But the Red Sox will finish ahead of the New York Yankees. Right, let, let, let's, no, I got you. I got it. I got it. <laughs> we'll we'll do a steak dinner at, at the block here in uh, in Monmouth County, man. One of the best steakhouses in Jersey. You come down here. Done deal. I love Jersey. One of my friends, uh, Pat Light, former pitcher for the Red Sox, he yes. was horrendous. He's terrible. He owns a bunch of bars in Hoboken. Uh, I would love to go see him. He is a bar owner because of how terrible he was at baseball. So I have to go visit him, and then we can do the steak dinner. I'm that warning you, though, good. Jared. It is still a lengthy commute from Hoboken to Tom's River, taken from someone who's all over the tri-state area. What do, what do we got, Todd Father? Without traffic, hour and a half at least what to get to tom where, where you're from no so Tom's river to hoboken no we're talking yeah we're talking a good hour and 25 but yeah. I, I mean on a good day but where the steakhouse is for me that's a 40 minute drive so it's kind of north jersey too as well True. so it, it's not the, i'm it's from not i'm course. from boston so it takes oh, an hour well, and yeah, 20 minutes to get from boston to boston so i don't it's not a big <laughs> deal to me hey <laughs> Well, right, take, so, I will take you up on that one. Yeah, and no. I'm in on that, by the way. Dude, my it. game. So I have a game. I do the Red Sox-Yankees next Thursday Yeah. for Fox. That game just got a whole lot more interesting now for me. There you go. That there whole you yeah, got because of this, these in Fenway. Oh, man, now I'm going to be locked in. Yeah. You absolutely hate the Yankees, and I know you do. Me? You know what? Yes. I used to hate the Yankees when they were more of a threat, but they're just not really that oh, much of a threat anymore. You know? <laughs> uh, you know, Todd, listen, man, I'm 34. I'm not 75. I don't really see all the championship uh, nonsense that they keep talking about. In my day, the Red Sox have won all the World Series. They've no won doubt. the no, most World si since 2004. They've won more World Series titles than any organization in the sport, and I was in high school for that. So when I was a kid, maybe when I was 10, the Yankees had their little dynasty, but I was too busy playing with my wrestling action figures to care about that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Hey, touche, right. touche. So, Jared, let me ask you this then. Before I get back, and I have a question too about the, the way the current roster is constructed and their weird trade deadlines. But overall, as a Red Sox fan, are you happy? And are Red Sox fans a little bit spoiled in general because of the success that's been had in Boston with all of their teams because what Boston does is they're volatile as hell right it's like we win a world series and then you'll have some last place and some mid-range and we're all over the place but they are putting together titles over these last whatever 15 years so should Red Sox fans chill a little bit when they do have some down times or are they um, justified in saying what the fuck how'd you let Mookie Betts go we're definitely it's both like we're justified in being upset because you are the Boston Red Sox. Under no circumstances should you have Mookie Betts playing for the Dodgers during his prime years. 
that part of it, like you can complain about that. But when you have these losing seasons, like I always say, like I, I learn a lot from losing seasons and it kind of charges your fan battery in a way. Like, I think if you just win all the time, like look at like the Yankee fan base, not to make it about them again, but there were points where the fans wouldn't even show up until October. It's like, all right, like that's, or even like the Patriots. If I, if I want to take the, the Yankees out of it, like Patriots fans, like we don't even, we can't even feel something until the, uh, the, the, AFC championship game. Like that's like the first game of the season for Patriots fans, or it was during the Tom Brady times. So for as much as losing seasons suck and, and they're miserable, especially for me, uh, I, I think that you need those. And, and I sit through all of them. I I've watched every single pitch of every single Red Sox game, uh, since 2003. Like I was in like eighth grade or freshman in high school. Like I've watched every single pitch of every single game. So I like to sit there and let all the bad times sink in. I'm going to complain about it, but at the same time, I, you almost have a, a, a level of appreciation for it because if you won every single year, like that's boring. Like it takes away all the excitement. Like the Atlanta Braves have had like this nice little run. One of my best buddies is a Braves fan. He's like, yeah, like, you know, like we're, we've got like a 700 winning percentage, but it's like, all right, wake me up for the playoffs. Like they don't even enjoy the ride of the regular season anymore. Like as a Red Sox fan, like, yeah, four world series titles since 2004, but I would love to have a September of meaningful baseball. Like I'm not even talking championship or ALCS appearance just to be relevant in September is where I'm at. And they just won in 2018. So yeah, it kind of just, it helps with the fan element of it. All right. That's why they call you guys spoiled mass holes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cause you guys are spoiled mass holes. Cause Oh, I remember when the Red Sox playing against the Red Sox before they won, Oh, we'll never win. Then they went in 2004 and they became the biggest mass holes of all time <laughs> when you went to Fenway. I mean, and now they're spoiled. Because of Brady, the Celtics. That's the Patriots. The Patriots. It's definitely the Patriots. Because you have this God complex of like the second, like, because you couldn't say nothing to us. If the Red Sox fell out of contention before September, we'd be like, who cares? It's football season. Like, we're just going to be in the AFC Championship. <laughs> the Bruins, I mean, the Bruins, for a while, they winning every damn thing. Right. Going to Boston, they're like, oh, we're going to win every sport this year. They're like, fuck off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Can't but touch us. Now you can. Now we're very touchable. Right. And, and so the question is, What's the problem here and what do you see them doing going forward? I don't need like specifics unless you want like, oh, we need Otani or something. But I mean, for example, one of our fans in the chat right now, Luke goes, here's my question. Are the Red Sox Fenway Sports Group's third favorite team now because they're showing the love and money to Liverpool and the Penguins? What about the Red Sox? Yeah, so uh, I, in addition to doing the podcast, I also do a show on Nesson. So now I get accused of being like a John Henry apologist or a team kiss ass or whatever. <laughs> but at they, the Red Sox had a fan fest back in January and I was the moderator for it. I asked John Henry point blank to his face. I said, you know, you have the Penguins, you have Liverpool. Like, do the, are the Red Sox just another team in your portfolio? Like, do you still care about the Red Sox? And he went like this and he looked at his watch. And some people took that as how much time do we have left in this thing? Like, get me off the stage. I took it as how long have I been here for? Like, I've been here for 20 years and you're asking me if I still care about the Red Sox. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely think that this is a make or break off season for them. It's tough because the pitching in the in the free agency market isn't going to be great. But the what the Red Sox have done now or what Heim Bloom has done is taken the worst farm system in baseball 
and made them number five. Baseball America says they have the fifth best farm system in baseball. So you've kind of locked in a lot of different pieces at the big league level where you've got some pretty highly ranked prospects that are going to be blocked at the big league level. So you're going to have money to spend because they got under the luxury tax, which is ultimately what cost the Mookie bets in the first place. So you're under the luxury tax. You can spend money and you have a ton of prospect capital so you can make these trades. And that's what Bloom was hired for, right? Like they were like, hey, where can we get a nerd like Andrew Friedman, like Andrew Friedman is a nerd that has money. Heim Bloom was a nerd with no money. We made him a, a nerd with money by bringing him to Boston. He hasn't worked like that yet. So this is the off season that he has to prove like, hey, I'm from the Andrew Friedman coaching tree and you're going to find out why. So is this a successful season? Everybody that comes on from Red Sox Nation, is this a successful season where, oh, see, we told you for the ownership. Yeah, we, you know, we didn't need to spend money. We we just, we did well. Or are they going to look at it like, oh, wow, we didn't spend money and we're a few games over 500. We can we can squander in mediocrity. So the answer to that question is it depends on who you ask. Because uh, I think if you were projecting, like already I think they've passed the Vegas over under. I think it was like 77 and a half. So like they're going to pass that. Uh, but if you're the Red Sox and you're saying we're going to fall somewhere in the 84 to 86 win range, they could fall in there uh, and still miss the playoffs. Like last year, maybe 86, 86 wins gets you in the playoffs. This year, it's going to take 90. So it, it depends on what your goal is. Was your goal to make the playoffs before the season started? Because if it is, then that you it's a failure. But if you're saying like, we kind of put together a roster right now where it's an in-between year where you've got Tristan Casas, a rookie at first base, Jaron Duran, wasn't even really thought of in spring training. He only got time because Adam Duvall broke his wrist like three weeks into the season. Um, Rafael Devers, first year of a big contract. Like Connor Wong, another piece of that Mookie Betts deal. There's a lot of like different pieces where it's like, we got to figure out what we've got. Brian Bayo, someone that uh, is a big piece of what the Red Sox have moving forward, also in a rookie, <clears throat> rookie season. So you can break it down element by element and say, yeah, in some areas, it was a success. In other areas, the rotation, first and foremost, Corey Kluber was the opening day starter. That's a huge failure. The dude, I just saw a report the other day, like, oh, Corey Kluber's coming back soon. Why? Like, for what? Like, the, there's no there, there's no chance of making the postseason. He was awful. All due respect to his, his trophy case, but none of that happened in Boston. Red Sox fans don't owe him anything, and he doesn't owe anything to the Red Sox. Chris Sale, another year of, of time lost due to injury. So that's like in, in certain areas, like, yes, there were little successes and there were also ultimate failures. So, yeah, it it depends on how you view it. If it's talking about where they're going to fall in a win range, they kind of fell right where we thought that they would. So I don't know that I call that a success. A success to me is making the playoffs and they're not going to do that. I, I agree 100% making the playoffs. That's successful to me as well. I want to bring up two guys, Tristan Cassis and um, Jaron Duran. I played with them in the USA qualifiers. I, I People don't understand how fast Jaron Duran is. Like He's just one of those guys that if you just let him go, I know Adam Duvall got hurt. He took off. You know He did okay, came back, and then they let him kind of go a little bit, and he's been taken off. Same with Tristan. He started to struggle a little bit in the beginning. Those are two guys who I expect, and I want your opinion, you expect to, you know, be not only, not leaders, but guys that they're going to lean on a little bit next year. I would, would you agree with me? 
Uh, yes, with with Tristan Casas, this is a dude that uh, he's built different. I know we throw around that term, but he is quite literally built different. He got drafted in, in the first round in 2018, and we interviewed him before he even signed with the Red Sox. And I remember the interview. It was over the phone. And I'm looking at the dude that I'm doing, the my co-host, and we're looking at each other because he's giving us these answers where we're like, this isn't him. Like we're, we're being pranked right now. And we almost didn't run the interview because we were like, I don't think that this is actually him. It was him, but he was just given these crazy answers and come to find out like, that's just, that's just who he is. He's a weird cat. He's a different cat. He's built different, but he has such a mind for baseball and he's out there. He's doing different things. And I just love to watch him from afar. He's a big piece of what they have going forward. I think entering play the other day, he was like fifth in the American League in OPS. Um, and that was after a slow start. So imagine what a full season of him figuring it out at this level is going to look like. The hype was there. And I think right now, if you were going to complain about anything or tinker with anything moving forward, it's the defense, which isn't even bad. I, I don't know how you guys feel about defensive metrics. They don't love Casas yet, but he's not a liability. And 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 based on the defense that we've seen this year, I think they're second in baseball and errors. Uh, I'll take league average. Like I'll take not a liability as the baseline for defense. With Jaron Duran, he's I love that kid. He's uh he's he's got a he he has that certain dry, absolute meathead. Uh, he all he thinks about is baseball and eating. Uh breakfast sandwiches and crushing weights that's it like we're the same <laughs> dude he just plays i just talk about it exact same people i think that he has the mentality for a winning season like there are certain guys that if you play in boston aj you could probably talk about this 2014 not a fun year uh but i think it's also just he can handle it i know that he had like the he had some incidents last year but he's gonna learn from that he's not a dude that's gonna repeat mistakes he's not a dude that's going to have these learning experiences and not take something from them we saw that just from last year to this year completely different player and i think he's only going to continue to get better i think the way that he he's kind of it's it's not the perfect comparison but guys that played with mookie Betts would say like he would have like a bad round of bp come back in the dugout and be like man like i suck and like you're you're the 26th dude on the roster. You're like Mookie, shut the fuck up, dude. Like you don't you're one of the best players <laughs> in baseball. Like we don't need to hear you talk like that. Jaron Duran just had an incredible season. Like he was one of the leaders in doubles. This dude is going first to third faster than most people. He's swiping bags. He's making strides defensively. I think the fact that his season ended with an injury the way that it did, he's gonna come back even better next year. And 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 he he yeah he's one of those dudes that's gonna gonna, gonna keep building on his success. Well, first of all, before I blow you completely up, I enjoyed my time <laughs> with the Red Sox. It was a shame that the team was awful, but that's neither here nor there. But now, now that you're a John Henry apologist, which you're proving, <laughs> a, a Duran apologist, a Tristan Cassis apologist, now you can be the real John Henry apologist again. He owns Liverpool, okay? Yes. In, the in, in the Premier League. They're worth like $50 billion. They don't the, Red Sox, the Red Sox can't go over the luxury tax. Fuck off, Jared. They're the Red Sox, okay? Just take just take Salah and sell him to Saudi. Loan him to Saudi. You make like $150 billion. And then you, you can't can talk the other Red sports Sox. with me. I, I'm only a baseball guy. Is okay, this a soccer I mean, player you're talking about? Yeah, it's a soccer yeah. player, okay? But okay. he plays for Liverpool. You know who Liverpool is. I sure John do. John Henry's your best friend. 
Okay, they own Liverpool, okay? They're worth like $50 billion. Uh Again, sell Salah to Saudi. They want them. You get back like $250 million. Put some of that, you know, take $20 million, $50 million. Put it in the Red Sox, and guess what? You're rich as hell. You're the Red Sox. Go over the luxury tax. Stop being an apologist. Yeah, no, I, I, I trust me. I'm not gonna push back on that at all. It's it based on how the system works. It's like the more years you go over the tax, the higher the tax becomes. Which means by that point, everyone wants to go after John Henry or Heim Bloom or whatever. You can go back to Dave Dombrowski for giving out the Chris Sale extension, uh, the Nathan Avaldi contract, which ended up working out like 21 was worth it, but mainly the Chris Sale uh, extension, where it's like based on what you're getting taxed. Mookie Betts was going to make $30 million a year, but it was going to cost them $100 million. And it's like, all right, well, it's not my money. Who cares? I agree with you. Not my money. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm trying to win a championship, and I I feel like Mookie Betts being on your team helps that drastically. But then from a business perspective, it's like, all right, well, you know, John Henry doesn't want to pay $100 million a year for one player. It's like, well, if there's one player that's worth it, it's Mookie Betts. Yeah, and they would have gotten under eventually, or even if not. You can't say when he signed Chris Sale, he wasn't worth it, because he was at the time. Yeah. And Evaldi had just come off the World Series. So it's like, oh, you know, you can't really say that now. No, and you can't keep everybody. But no. Sale, you could have waited. Yeah, Sale, Mookie's you could have waited. Sale, Sale was not a free agent. He was not an impending free agent. He had one year. You could have played right, out 19 and then approached him then. They, like, they were kind of just, that happens with teams that win championships. They yeah. just, are, everyone's feeling good. And like, all right, let's start throwing around money and keeping all the guys that just were big parts of that postseason run. The Giants did it. The Giants ran into that with Crawford and Belt and those guys. Remember, they got old real quick the last couple of years. Yeah, and then they kind of all revitalized like two years yeah, ago, yeah. and then they they fell back down. The big thing though is, and, and I can say this, and, and Jared, I, I worked for the league for a while. The teams profit their freaking asses off. Every single team makes a ton of money, and you know why? Uh, if they didn't, what would happen? They would sell the team. Oh, of course. They make so much freaking money. That's why whenever whenever anyone complains about the status of the team and, and, and the luxury tax and this stuff costs money, whatever, they make so much damn money. They they also buy other properties around, which I'm sure the Red Sox are looking into, which I've heard about and read a little bit about. So, so my next question to you is, we did a lot of Red Sox here, and you cover the sport, though, in general. Who's shittier, John Henry or John <laughs> Fisher? Like those two oh owners God. to cover this year have been incredible. John, uh, or not, sorry, not John Henry. Did I say John Henry? John, 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 John I'm sorry. I messed up my Johns. <laughs> John Henry is much better than John Fisher and John Angelos. When you're seeing those two, John Angelos, first off, who is about to maybe get the Red Sox closer to the postseason based on the fact that he just basically told everyone he's not going to keep his freaking players after tanking for six years, or John Fisher, who um, infests his ballpark, raises ticket prices, and on and on. So wanted to get your take on, in my opinion, two of the bigger storylines in baseball this year. I'm probably going to go Fisher here, but I think it's because I'm more, I'm far more closer to that than most because I do baseball is dead with Dallas Braden. And he's a broadcaster for the A's. He's a former player for the A's. He's an ambassador of the A's. So I just, I feel like I'm much closer to that situation. And I feel like, it's more dire. It is more, I think, uh, apprehensible. It's more, 
unacceptable. You know, if you're talking about a fan experience, fans that uh, we saw that they're loyal, you know, like the, the TV numbers aren't bad. They're just not going to the games because why would you like look around the league? Like, look at look at the lineup from a couple of years ago. It's it's completely decimated and it didn't have to be it. I, that's what one thing that I'll never quite understand is that if you're a billionaire and you want to get into owning businesses or you want to spread out your money so that you can make more money. Why get into sports if it's something that you're not passionate about? I, I'll never understand that because all you're doing is just robbing hundreds of thousands, if not millions of other people of their passion. Because if you're an A's fan, like look at all these people that showed up to the reverse boycott and they're they're there to say like, we still love the team. We just don't love what you're doing with it. And who would like there's there's not a divide. It's a complete unity in the the uh, the Bay Area. You even have Giants fans being like, listen, we've got this cross Bay rivalry type deal going on, but we're with the A's fans. Like, we don't want the A's to leave. No one wants the A's to leave. And I don't even think people in Vegas are saying like, woo, like we're so excited that we're getting a baseball team. They're like, ah, I don't know. We kind of feel bad for A's fans. Like, it, I think it's it's one of the more sadder stories in baseball this year. And I think that the 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 Angels uh, are, are responsible for why we don't, hone in more on the A's situation because that situation is even more of an abomination. That's true. Artie Moreno is stealing John Fisher's thunder. And I can tell you, and I've, I've been in Vegas a couple times since all this shit went down and people there, obviously you're just roughly polling people you come across say, yeah, we'd love to have baseball, our own team. That dude's a douche. We don't want anything <laughs> that he brings over here. I mean, that's true. John Fisher, every, every single thing that he has done is, is straight out of a movie that hasn't been made yet. Major League doesn't even do it right for what John Fisher has done to this group. You're, you're exactly right. The ballpark's nasty. He makes it like that on purpose. I mean, he's purposely trying to drive people away, raising prices, the whole deal. So, no, you're spot on. Um, and and in my mind, yeah, it's it's sad because, really, I mean, both spots deserve, deserve to have a home. So, um, I'm good. No, before we let you go, I just want you to know, the Red Sox are worth $4.5 billion. You know what their <laughs> revenue was? Last year, what was the revenue? Five hundred thirteen million. Mm. Okay, Liverpool, who they own, five point three billion. You know what their revenue was last year? Seven hundred ninety-three million. So fuck off and go over the luxury tax. <laughs> yep, he's got the money. <laughs> I mean, holy cow! No, they should be spending that's, at the highest. That's one point three billion in revenue that, between two teams at Fenway Sports. Maine. that's yeah, not even counting the Penguins. They are crushing it. Yeah, they are mm -hmm. crushing it. You're right. They're doing pretty well. It would be, be doing a lot better if they had Mookie Betts. <laughs> Could not agree more. Mookie B. And, and they should throw tons of money at Otani just to at least say they tried, even if he doesn't want to go play in Boston. Right? I'm all for all players are getting tons of money. So, yeah. <laughs> Gary doesn't want Otani. I don't. I really. Yeah. No. <laughs> what? Yeah. First yeah, no. person ever to say no, it. No, that's not true. Yep. No, it's it. true. It's true. I so I it's not because I don't love the player. I love the player. It's because I don't want to be the organization that's responsible for like breaking him. I don't want that. Wow. What? I think I think oh, if he signs Wait, I thought the oh, Angels I, broke him. He didn't even make the team photo. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, they had the stand and they had the fake Razor Ramon out there. I think what's probably going to end up happening 
is he'll the the deal is going to be much shorter i think this winter it's not going to be the 10 year 600 million dollar deal or whatever but say he does get something for 10 years and it just includes opt outs or opt outs and he can stay past like the 3 year opt out whatever it is if he's there for any extended period of time wherever it is that he goes you will see the end of his two-way status if he signs for 10 years it will end somewhere in there and there will be this uh very aggressive debate being had with baseball fans of like whose fault is it is it Shohei's fault is it father time's fault is it the organization's fault can we go back and blame the angels like i just don't want to be i don't want to be at the epicenter of that shit storm because it is coming for whoever signs him like he's not gonna go wire to wire as a two-way player and it's i just want to appreciate him from afar like i don't want to have to uh like analyze him or criticize him like up close i'd rather just have him be on the west coast and i can just be a fan and appreciate him wow that's a take. I mean, that's mm-hmm. strong. That's strong. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. That's a good way to finish. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, Jared. This was awesome, dude. Great to, All right, guys. Great to link Thank up. you so much. Appreciate you. It's about damn time. Let's do it again soon. It's about damn time. You're right. You're right. We'll talk <laughs> in the off season. All right. All right. Sounds good. Cheers, brother. Thank you. You, you can follow Jared at Jared underscore Carabas. Um, he's got a few pods, including baseball is dead and name redacted pod. And like you mentioned, you can hear him. He's on the radio up there. Nesson it's all over the place. Great job covering the socks. That was fun. But real quick, anyone got rays? It's kind of cloudy outside. Okay. So not I'll, wear, today. I'll wear them inside. <laughs> How's the weather there, Kratzy? Sunny and nice. Thank you. <laughs> Get it all warmed up for me. I'll be in the Northeast in about 24 hours. Always want to remind everyone. Thank you, God. Yes, exactly. No, it's in the 90s this week. I think in New York City. Oh, yeah. One more, one more day in the nineties, then it goes into seventies. I'm okay with nineties. I got I got Kratz's shady rays that I'm gonna grab tomorrow. And he's gonna be like, Oh, I lost my pair. And then they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked, because that's yeah, how it will. works with the lost and broken replacements. Um Actually, that every Scott, single pair of sunglasses <laughs> is backed by. Yes, Todd? I messed up. It's gonna be in the eighties till Tuesday, bro. We got some. Let's time. go, baby. I'll hey, that's perfect for me. I'll bring that up. So Also, just wanted to call this out um, from Shady Rays. They're providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the United States through Shady Rays Impact. Um, That includes building playsets for pediatric cancer patients and providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. They're making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. So just for the FT fam, they're giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Enter the code FOUL, F-O-U-L, for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses and try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people.